Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Stand up for your country. As I've said before, we tape this broadcast late in the afternoon. So sometimes news breaks and we're not available to bring you the latest. Not often. Maybe happens twice a month. Now we have a story in play where President Biden is going to issue an executive order trying to stop the chaos at the border. And this could come at any time. We know a little bit about it because there's been some reporting, but not credible reporting. These are anonymous sources and all of that. Now, I have to tell you about it, but I'm not saying it's fact, okay? So Biden is in trouble because he, on the first day of his administration, 37 months ago, knocked out Trump's Remain in Mexico policy, which had stopped the chaos on the southern border. We'll all remember that. Biden comes in, knocks it out, opens the border. More than 11 million foreign nationals come in here, unsupervised, tons and tons of narcotics. Hundreds of thousands of Americans are killed by those drugs. And there's Biden sitting in the White House, doesn't care. Okay, but now he has to care because the polls His polls are dismal, and Democrats may lose the presidential election next November. So what is Biden to do? That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So according to Politico, not the greatest source, but, you know, it's not terrible. Um, An executive order signed by Joe Biden is forthcoming tonight or tomorrow, that will ban migrants from seeking asylum 
outside of U.S. ports of entry by using a section of the Immigration and Nationality Act. However, Biden is going to couch it because he knows his progressive base wants an open border with, I'm not going to really do this until there's a certain number of migrants come in every day or every week. That's really insulting right there. You're going to do it, do it. Don't give me, I'm letting 5,000 in a day. That's why I wouldn't vote for that immigration bill that passed the Senate. I would never have voted for that because it was a ruse. Okay, now Biden has legal precedent to do this, despite what MSNBC says. 1952, the Immigration and Nationality Act states, quote, whenever the president finds the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may, by proclamation, and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens, any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. So obviously, that was passed by Congress, signed by President Eisenhower, I believe. I think it was an Eisenhower thing. Um, so he has the authority to do it. Biden. But Biden doesn't care about the open border. He doesn't care the human suffering. doesn't care how many problems are caused by the mass migration. He's only doing it because his handlers in the progressive wing of the Democratic Party are saying, you better do it or we might lose. Now, who's going to be fooled by that? Morons. Okay. And there are plenty of morons. Oh, look at, look at Biden's trying to help the problem. Hey, he caused the problem. It's like inflation. Oh, we're bringing inflation. You caused it. <laughs> it's just so much. All right. Now, September 19th, 2023. Almost six months ago. Here's what I said. Go. President Biden's responsible. Open border. Look at it. Listen to these stats. They're unbelievable. And he does nothing. Biden sits there and does nothing. All right. 2022 Border Patrol stats. 15,000 pounds of fentanyl seized. And you can imagine how much more got in. A record by far. So far this year. So far, the 17,600 pounds of fentanyl. So far, it's only September. What's Biden doing? Nothing. Doesn't care a whit about babies dying or anybody else dying from fentanyl. Doesn't care. And there's no reason why he can't write an executive order, okay, closing that border down right now, suspending all asylum claims. For at least six months. You can do that right now. Nope. Won't do it. Because he doesn't care. Every word I said was true. And now he has to care because of the polls. So, up until now, Biden has been putting out this preposterous theory that Trump is responsible for the border chaos. Roll it. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. It's time for Republicans in the Congress to show a little courage, to show a little spine, to make it clear to the American people that you work for them, not for anyone else. Now, even morons aren't going to believe that. 
Okay, so he tried that. (laughs) Didn't work. Now he's got to do the executive order. React from the media. Now, remember, the media enables Joe Biden. Okay, 90 percent of the American media is working with the Democratic Party to defeat Donald Trump. So they enable Biden. They don't particularly love Biden. It's not like Barack Obama, where the media was in love with President Obama. They don't love Biden. But they hate Trump so much, anybody is better. Okay, so here's CNN last night. Go. Number one, they just finished arguing that they needed legislation to do anything. Well, that's obviously not true. And number two, if you could take executive action today, why didn't you do it for the last three years? And so... I really do think they're sort of scrambling and responding to a massive political problem, but I think they may be creating more by essentially admitting that their argument on the legislation was false and that they've been sitting on their hands or making it worse for the last three years. Now, I use that soundbite because that's actually fair. Now, CNN's got a new boss. I don't expect them to be fair, okay? But they were there, and when that happens, I'm going to point it out. Of course, MSNBC, which is way to the left of CNN, if that's possible, they had a different take on it. Go. I think it's important to preface here. You know, this is something that a number of Democrats will hate um, and will speak out against, um, including key voters in the electorate of the Democratic Party. So it doesn't matter how many people die from drug overdoses, how many municipalities go bankrupt how many violent gangs are formed by young men illegally crossing the border. None of that matters to the Democratic Party. They want an open border. You know who started all this? George Soros. He's the one that started it. It took about 10 years, but here we are. And that's a memo. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Biden today not doing the people's business as usual. He's still in California, fundraising, Mountain View, nice town, uh, south of San Francisco on the peninsula. And, uh, you know, give me money you know, because uh, Trump is running against me. So give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. That's what Biden did all day today. Um, inflation. So the Biden uh, rap is he's bringing inflation down. It's the best economy ever in the history of the United States. And I'm Joe Biden presiding. Oh, I created more jobs than uh, anybody's ever created in the history of mankind. Inflation is not a problem. OK, so there is a study uh, printed in The Wall Street Journal. It's been 30 years, 30 years since Americans paid this much of your income for food. Now, you have to have food to live, okay? So prices at restaurants uh, last month, January 24, increased 5% from January 23. Groceries up 1.2% from January 2023 when they were up about 
10% from the year after, it keeps going up, okay? U.S. consumers now spend 11.3% of their disposable personal income on food. And that has not been that high in 30 years. So Biden goes out, he says, well, so I don't know why Americans who are liberal think that's okay. We got plenty of food in this country, all right? And we feed the world pretty much. Why is this okay? Food prices should be down, but they're not. And if you like Oreos, they're going up because cocoa um, is at a 46 year record high in price, which is good because you don't want to eat that. Sugar will kill you and literally kill you. Okay? Beef, sugar, French fries. All of those products are through the roof. YouGov poll, Democrat 33, Republican 31, Independent 36, fair poll. First question, do you think Joe Biden as a person has personally profited from his son Hunter Biden's business dealings? Yes, 50 percent. No, 28, not sure, 22. Second question, do you think Hunter Biden has personally profited from his father's, Joe Biden's positions in government? Yes, 67%, no 14. Now, if you are one of the 14, then you are basically saying the bank records that have been produced showing tens of millions of dollars going into companies run by Hunter and Jim Biden, you're going, well, they're phony or whatever. I don't know. But 67%. No, and half the country thinks that Joe Biden uh, got money or some benefit. I do. I think Joe Biden did benefit financially from this grifting. I can't prove it. Therefore, I would not vote for impeachment if I were in the House, because it has not been established yet. But that's what investigations are for, but not to the left. So on Wednesday, I always appear with Chris Cuomo, and we really appreciate the access there on News Nation. And we talked about the Biden family grift. Go. The guy's the vice president. His brother and his son are reaping tens of millions of dollars. You have to Mm -hmm. investigate that because selling influence is a federal crime. I'm just finishing up writing, confronting the presidents. That's what mm-hmm. Warren Harding did. OK, listen, it I know but it there's was, a precedent for it. It was peddling influence under Harding and the idea that this warrants, even though you have no indication that it's ill gotten gains, you should look anyway and figure it out. If that was the standard, yeah, because there's no our Congress would have done it. nothing else during the Trump administration than look at where he was money was coming in from while uh, he was president. That's how much of a distraction this becomes. How did Trump focus on the people's interests? Be, because it's so hypocritical. The people's interest you don't is want this. this to be the standard. No, it's not. Go ahead. You don't want to. You don't want to know Cuomo. 
And that's of the course problem I do. with journalism and Congress. No, you of don't. Of course I want to know. I just don't want to be distracted by nonsense. And when it's blown up as nonsense, you say, oh, but here's another one. But just like the Democrats did with Trump. Focus on people's okay. problems. If you want to if you want to think opponents. If you want to If you want to think that 20 million dollars going into the pockets of the vice president's brother and son is nonsense, then that's no, I don't think it's you. nonsense. I it's think you don't nonsense. know where it came from, but you're assuming it was nefarious. Of course I don't and know. I'm saying I don't by have that standard, power. you could investigate everybody's power. money flow. But I'm saying by that standard, you Listen, could investigate everybody's money flow. You can't investigate flow. everybody's money flow. Look, the man, Hunter Biden, is up on federal charges for evading taxes. Come on. Yeah. This is insane. Cuomo doesn't want to know. Neither does the New York Times, the Washington Post, NBC, CBS, ABC. Don't want to know. Nobody in Congress under the Democrat banner wants to know. 50% of the American people don't want to know. So I'm a historian, and I mentioned Warren Harding, and you'll read about that when Confronting the Presidents comes out. But Richard Nixon. Watergate. He covered it up. Everybody wanted to know. Maybe there were 10, 15 percent of Republicans back then that didn't want to know. But 80 percent of the country wanted to know. That was a two year investigation. And there were days where Nixon's guys would come out and say, hey, see that? Man, nothing, nothing to do this. Forget it. No way. Now, totally opposite. The media does not want to know. And so we, the people, are dependent on a very few journalists, like me, to bring valid information. So, I mean, I'm arguing for two minutes and three seconds with Cuomo, who should be on my side, saying, yeah, let's. But in every argument or debate with a liberal person, Trump comes in, no matter what it is, because that's the technique to divert attention away from whatever the Biden family did. Okay, so James Biden, I'm not going to spend much time on this. You know what it is. He goes in, he says, no, my brother, the vice president, the president had nothing to do with my business or Hunter's business, even though he did meet with a whole bunch of people that gave us money, he had nothing to do with it. Okay, you want to believe that? Go ahead and believe it. <laughs> there it is. All right, another poll, YouGov, on Trump and his New York problem. 33 Democrat, 31 Republican, 36 Independent. What is your opinion of the penalty imposed on Trump, which includes paying $355 million, a three-year ban on doing business in New York? Too harsh, 35%. About right, 28%. Not harsh enough, 24%. Okay, so 52%, according to this poll, fine with it. They're fine with it. So singling out a politician, Donald Trump, the state of New York, the entire apparatus here, tries to destroy one politician in a civil court, and 52% 
other countries, okay. That's okay. That's Putin stuff, just so you know. Appeals process. So Trump can file an appeal on this insane $355 million judgment against him as soon as the judge, all right, uh, files a paperwork. So Trump's lawyers will appeal to the appellate division of New York State, which will probably affirm because there are, I mean, this state is run top to bottom by liberal Democrats. But maybe the appellate division will give it a fair look. Maybe. OK. When they appeal, when Trump appeals, he will apply for an immediate stay. Which means he doesn't have to pay anything now. It just stops everything until the appellate court hears it. Should get it. Most people do. All right. Then, already, Trump's lawyers have filed for a 30-day extension to raise the cash to put the bond down. They have to put $344, $350 million down, which, you know, most people couldn't do to sell everything, to put that down. Trump's got it, but he's got to sell stuff or borrow stuff. It's wrong. This is, all, this is so wrong, I can't tell you. Again, this is what they do in Russia you know, in China, they don't have to do this because in China, they just put you in a concentration camp. All right. Putin's got his own concentration camps, but it's a little not quite as bad as China. The mullahs in Iran, they'll just kill you. OK. Fannie Willis. So it looks like next week the judge will rule on whether she can stay on the Trump case. OK. The judge is Scott McAfee. But he is up for re-election this year in very liberal Fulton County. So if he boots Fannie, then he loses all those African-American votes. I'm telling you, this is all right. So we're not going to get ahead of the judge. We're just telling you what the situation is in Fulton County, Georgia. So we expect Fannie this to be adjudicated by next week. Under Georgia law, defense attorneys, if Fannie gets an okay to stay on the case, they can appeal that under a certificate of review. So, you know, they can delay, 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 delay. Supreme Court next week. Next week is going to be a big week. I hope you're with us uh, the entire week next week. It's got a rule on a Colorado attempt to throw Trump off the ballot and the main attempt. Because Super Tuesday comes up March 5th. Okay, so they got to A week from this coming Tuesday is the vote across the country. They have to. And they will. And they'll uh, side with Trump. He'll be on the ballot. My prediction. All right. Now, this uh, story got a lot of uh, play last night uh, in the news precincts. 33-year-old Kasina Karolina, dual Russian and U.S. citizen, ballerina. Okay donates $50 to a Ukrainian charity. She is arrested, all right, and charged with crimes against the state of Russia for helping Ukraine. Now, we don't know where she is, but believe me, wherever she is, it's not a nice place. So this raises the specter in my mind, what were you doing in Russia? Why would any American citizen 
be in Russia. Why? Because they'll pick you off. Even the media people. I mean, they're really brave. You got the Wall Street Journal guy in prison now for more than a year. They get, if Putin wants you arrested, you're going to get arrested. It's like New York State. <laughs> if Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, wants you arrested, you're going to get arrested. You'll find something. It's Putin. So I'm not making light of this, and I feel sorry for this young woman. I do. But she's hosed. How are they going to get her out? Putin's not listening to anybody. Do what he wants. So I wrote a message of the day on this. And again, BillOReilly.com, every morning, we have a message of the day. You don't have to be a member of anything. Go in there and you can read it. And I hope you do. So the message says there are certain countries in the world where Americans, if you go, you're out of your blanking mind. And I name them. A bunch of countries in Africa. Okay, if you're going to Somalia, you're asking to be killed. For example, okay, that's not in Africa, but it's right across from Africa. Chad, right? I mean, on and on in Africa. Um, Burma. They call it Myanmar now, but it's Burma. You go there, Haiti. Go to Haiti, no protections, none. I've been to Haiti twice. I got caught up in uh, the Aristide revolution there. Uh, North Korea. You all know that. Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan. All right. You go to those countries, you can do whatever they want to you and nobody's going to help you. But here's the kicker on it. I won't go to Mexico and thousands of American students are going to spring break in Mexico. There were two American women killed there recently in Mexico. One OD'd on fentanyl. She had a death witch. If you go to Mexico and take fentanyl, you want to die. And the other was caught in a crossfire in uh, the Cancun area, Playa de Carmen, South. So why would you go to Mexico? If you get in trouble there, get intoxicated, whatever, nobody going to help you. Nobody. Why would you go there? Either go to USA or the Caribbean or Hawaii or whatever. But, but thousands of people. Now, what, what's wrong with their parents? My God. Now, there are places in the United States I will not go. Oakland, San Francisco, right across the bay. Um, south side of Chicago. Ninth Ward in New Orleans. Not going there. Now, I went through the Bronx the other day, South Bronx, very tough. Okay, but I was in a car. I didn't get out of the car. Now, this is coming from a guy who faced violence in El Salvador, Argentina during the Falklands War, Northern Ireland, and Haiti. I'm not afraid. I'm just not stupid. I know what these countries are. <clears throat> you go there, and anything happens to you. You rent a car in Mexico. So you go to Cancun. It's beautiful beaches there. And say you rent a car and you get a flat, you're screwed. They see that, those cartel people, those, those thugs down there. Arizona, 
talking about thugs. Okay. So a 38-year-old woman, Denise Olejas Arancheba, was murdered in the Soho 54 Hotel in Lower Manhattan. That happened on February 8th. Okay? The guy who murdered her, Red Alamansuri, 26 years old, fled. Went to Arizona, Maricopa County, that's Phoenix. Stabbed two women there. They're not dead. They survived. The cops in Arizona got him. And he's now being charged in Maricopa County. The county attorney is Rachel Mitchell. And even though the murder charge in New York is a bigger charge, and this guy should be extradited back to New York, Ms. Mitchell says, I'm not sending him back there. Roll the tape. These are mandatory prison sentences. And having observed uh, the treatment of violent criminals in the New York area by the Manhattan DA there, Alvin Bragg, I think it's safer to keep him here and keep him in custody so that he cannot be out doing this to individuals either in our state or county or anywhere in the United States. Now, this is going to surprise you. That's not fair. Alvin Bragg wouldn't release this guy as bad as Alvin Bragg is, and he's horrible. He would not release this guy, not on capital murder charges. Okay? But Ms. Mitchell is making a very strong point. Maricopa County is much more secure holding criminals than New York City. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And she's angry enough about what's happening in New York. She says, I'm going to send him back. He'll face charges here. It's mandatory prison. Um, I think she'll have to send him back. But she's making a political statement here to embarrass Alvin Bragg, who should be embarrassed. But Bragg wouldn't release the guy. Bragg's office says, quote, is deeply disturbing that D.A. Mitchell is playing political games in a murder investigation. This is from Emma Tuttle, spokesperson for Alvin Bragg. Boy, I wouldn't want that job, Emma. I'll tell you what. That's a tough slog, boy. Smart life. So uh, apparently uh, there are problems with the appliances that Americans buy. They break much more so than they used to. I don't know. I'm not an appliance guy. I don't know. But it's a big study that says uh, you're 43% more spending on home appliances than you did 10 years ago. Uh, That's because they're breaking and I guess because it costs more money, whatever. So we in the Smart Life segment, have recommended to you that you buy warranties to cover your appliances, okay? Because they're going to break. Now, the companies that we have checked out are Choice Home Warranty, Select Home Warranty, the Home Service Club, okay? Now, the Home Service Club is more expensive, but I kind of... I'm not going to, because I don't know anything. It's wrong of me to, but again, choice home warranty, 
Select Home Warranty Home Service Club. So smart life, got a bunch of appliances, you take out the warranties, they cover it. Read the contract. Black Americans celebrating Black History Month. Uh, 26% of all Americans celebrate Black History Month, but 76% of African Americans do. Now, do I celebrate? I don't know about celebrating, but there's a lot of African American history in confronting the presidents. So if you don't know, and African Americans don't know. So I guess I'm celebrating it by writing it in a book so everybody will know. Um, but Black History Month is certainly worthy and it, fascinating history. Amistad case alone, worth your time. Stay in history, February 22nd, 1732. George Washington is born, okay, 292 years ago. So he's born in Westmoreland County in Virginia. Of course, that still exists. And that's George is an old guy. We don't have any baby pictures of George. I wish we did, but there, wasn't, there weren't cameras then. We have no babies, though. That's a painting that you just saw. Okay, so he's the eldest of six children, George. And they got a big farm. Um, and then he had three half-brothers and one half-sister. So there's a big crew. Lots of kids on the farm. And George is the oldest. It's called Ferry Farm. When George is 11, his father, Augustine, dies. Okay? And the family's left without a patriarch. 123 slaves. Okay? That's a big crew on a farm. Washington inherits them and runs the farm, but he's only 11. So his mother, Mary Ball Washington, is furious that her husband didn't leave the farm to her. The reason she... The husband didn't leave the farm to marry Washington is she's a nut. We open confronting the presidents with this situation. When you see how crazy this woman is, Washington didn't even go to George Washington, didn't even go to her funeral. It's staggering. Anyway, George doesn't want to be a farmer. He goes, gets a job as a surveyor in the Shenandoah Valley. Then he signs up for the militia. Then the British take him because... Obviously, the British were running uh, the colonies at the time. They take him out to fight in the French and Indian War. He does very well there. He's very brave. He comes back uh, a, a military veteran, only 22 years old when he's fighting in the uh, French and Indian War. And the rest is, a, they say, history. Uh, he makes a name for himself in Virginia. He's a warrior. They appoint him as the commander of the colonial army. So... George Washington, born 292 years ago today. I mean, the opening of confronting the presidents is all about George and his mother. I mean, you are going to, you're going to go, what? <laughs> no cherry tree in this book. All right, we got mail and we got a final thought about Holly. Get a lot of mail about how's Holly doing. We'll bring you up to date and we'll be right back. Right, let's go to the mail. Bob, concierge member. And over the weekend... If you are happy concierge members, tell other people. This will really help them out. It's an insurance 
for your life at a very, very low price. Because we will help you if you get into trouble. And you will. Because everybody does. So Bob says, I'm proud to say the name Alexander Smirnov mentioned on tonight's broadcast is the first I have heard. This confirms your journalistic integrity, O'Reilly, and my total trust in your reporting. That's right. I had to bring it up. We did not mention this guy. Again, because we cannot confirm anything about him. So. Stephen Desmond, Pound, Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Trump wins the appeal of his New York City judgment. Can he recover the money paid with interest? He will recover every cent. And it's possible that he'll recover lawyers' fees from the state of New York. I don't think that'll happen, but it could. Tom Cannon, North Richmond Hills, Texas. You stated, O'Reilly, there was a fringe group of Republicans in the House that are just like the squad. You are wrong to make that comparison. There are members of the squad that literally hate the country. I believe you'd be hard-pressed to find fringe Republicans who hold that same belief. I think you're right about that. I don't think the far right uh, Republicans hate their country, but that wasn't the point. The point was that you have extremists in both parties. So McCarthy should still be Speaker of the House. He did a good job, in my opinion, humble opinion. He got booted because of the right wing extremists of the Republican Party in the House. That hurt the country, hurt the party, hurt the country. I don't, Johnson, I don't know. I'm watching him. He's all right, seems. McCarthy was a good Speaker of the House. He grasped the issues. He had negotiating skills. And they booted him. Not Gates and these guys. I mean, come on. Extremism does not help the country, no matter what side it's on. Jeff Fike, Burton, Michigan. Very much enjoyed your interview with Phil Balboni tonight, an authoritative discussion on Ukraine and Israel. Something sorely lacking from the corporate media. Okay, so it's dailychatter.com. That's our foreign news partner. I'm glad you liked the discussion. Phil's a very smart guy. You want interest in foreign news? You want to be there. Carl Ochevsky, Altoona, Pennsylvania. The message from your guest, who was your former boss, is ominous. The other NATO countries cannot help Ukraine because they stood down at the end of the Cold War. I learned something. I did not know that, that the munitions factories in the EU countries aren't up to speed. Therefore, the heavy weaponry all comes from the USA to Ukraine. I never even thought of that. Now, Germany, I think, is an exception. They they could turn it out pretty fast. Shane Sager, Central Point, Oregon. How could Franklin D. Roosevelt be ranked as the second best president? after he forcibly relocated Japanese-Americans to concentration camps during World War II. There weren't concentration camps, but I'm not excusing it. Huge mistake. Every single president made huge mistakes. Every. All 45 of them. Ray McDonald, Picayune, Mississippi. My wife and I enjoy the no-spin news every night, especially the word of the day. We end up checking the meaning. Who selects the word? You're looking at them. If you see it on the No Spin News, it's, it's me. I'm, I'm the editorial guy here. Now, we have a great staff, but their primary function is to research. I set the lineup. 
And the reason I don't tell you the name, what the meaning of the word is, is because my, when I was in grammar school, St. Bridget's, the nun said, if you look it up, you'll never forget it. And I think that's true. Uh, Dorothy, concierge member, though your thought of the day follows my heart. I want to watch my kids enjoy what they would get when I die, not after I'm gone. Getting inheritance after the person passes makes an attorney rich. It's a little more complicated than that, Dorothy. If you give money to your children, you better make sure they are responsible citizens and not going to waste it. Now, obviously, after you die, there's nothing you can do about it. You got to be careful here. All right. You can't indulge because that can sap motivation. But, you know, be as generous as you can be. John McGagan, Kansas City, Missouri. I have an idea for Smart Life. My family and I are going to go on summer vacation next summer. Summer vacation next summer. Okay. We can't afford to fly, so we're driving it around. Would you consider sharing your five favorite cities? Um, it depends what you want. I can't do that. If I'm going to drive around the USA, I'm driving around the West. New England's good in the fall. I'm staying out of big cities if I'm in a car. It's just too hard. Okay, confronting the presidents, you can pre-order. We are not going to charge you until we ship the book to you out September 10th. All 13 killing books, you can get them all. Great deal. BillOReilly.com. Killing Crazy Horse, $12.95. Limited time on this. We're running out of them. And word of the day, do not be restive, R-E-S-T-I-V-E. Look it up. Back with Holly in a moment. All right, final thought of the day. Um, As I reported, Holly the terror dog uh, had to have brain surgery, okay? So uh, it was touch and go. And uh, Holly's a really nice dog. So she had a tumor removed from her brain. And just like human beings, it takes a long time to recover. Now, Holly is stable. I got to watch Holly 24-7 because, you know, there's stuff that comes back and all of that. She's on medication, but her energy level is good. Her appetite has always been good, continues to be good. And now she's barking again when somebody knocks on the door. So um, we appreciate everybody's concern about Holly. Uh, she's seven years old. I'm hoping she can live another seven, eight years. She's really a nice dog. Very lucky. The O'Reilly family is very lucky to have Holly. Um, and we're lucky to have you guys uh, watching and listening to the No Spin News, which I have a great weekend. New column Sunday noon. Probably putting a column up even earlier than that now. And again, it's very nice of you to uh, support BillOReilly.com, an independent news agency. Spread the word. See you on Monday.